Hello, and welcome back to the Book Host Squad podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Shruti. And I'm Grace. Today, we're going to be talking about some uh, throwback to uh, 2000s YA literature with The Hunger Games and Twilight, because both of them have new books coming out in the next month. And uh, we wanted to share our thoughts going into these new releases and uh, what we think about them or what we think about the original series uh, more than 10 years later. But uh, first, we're going to talk about what we've been reading recently. Grace, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so I started Tweet Cute this week. And I'm listening to that on audiobook. <laughs> and I really, really like it. I really like it. It's very fun. It makes me laugh. It's I like just how we all cute... listen to that on audiobook. It's the way the to go. So like there was the... a part. Yeah. It's the way to go. There was a part today where, like, the guy's friend had to pretend he was sick. Do y'all remember that part? Yes. Yeah. And the way the narrator made him, like, he's, like, super theatric about it. And the way the narrator, like, did it was so funny. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is great. But I really like it. However, the parents of the two main characters frustrate me so bad. I that know. I can't that I can't listen to it for that long at a time because I get so angry. They're but just the worst. That, mm. They're awful. They're they're an interesting. They're interesting. Yes. The Jack is the guy, and his mm-hmm. parents like are pretty bad. But Pepper's mom like really mm. frustrates me, and I'm like this like <laughs> she's your child. You need to be taking care of her. That's how it works. It makes me so mad. I think. I think after you're done, you should go listen to the episode where I talked about it because I'm pretty positive I said the exact same thing. You did. I remember yeah. you saying that because I remember listening to him be like, Shruti was right. I hate Pepper's mom. <laughs> oh, she's <laughs> awful. So I started that, and then I also started Prince Charming by Rachel Hawkins. And that's pretty no fun way. so far. Yeah. I read that when it first came out because I loved Rachel Hawkins uh, from Rebel Bell. And it I was did, called was Royals. Funny. Yeah, that was right. actually the title was changed. Yeah, it was called Royals when it came out. So you said Prince Charming. I was like, wait, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I read it when it first came out. What do you think? I like it, but I literally like just got to the part where like we're at the plot. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I can't say that much. I haven't been doing a lot of reading. I did make two candles today. Ooh, and I stopped ooh. my sister from being in a pyramid scheme. So I've been pretty productive <laughs> otherwise. I just haven't been reading. That's that's valid. Stopping someone yeah. from being in a pyramid scheme is yeah. doing the Lord's work. Because uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to get those messages on Facebook anymore. Nope. Oh, man. What about you, Shruti? What have you been reading? Um, let's go backwards, shall we? Um, yes. Sure. So I am literally in the epilogue was of um unforgettable which is the last um book in a in melanie harlow's um series um it's fun um basically it's two friends who slept together before he got into the baseball draft and then now like you know how many ever years later second chance small town all that fun stuff um I will say I was not expecting this and I don't know if it's actually in the blurb because I didn't get it from the blurb, but it's revealed in like the first couple of chapters. So spoiler, I guess. Um, apparently when they slept together, it was unprotected. So they had a baby, but then she put it up for adoption. And it's actually a very interesting story. 
and I am okay with, I am a person who's okay with like surprise baby storylines, but I know there are plenty of people who are not like Grace. who's <laughs> making a face at me right I now. I hate children. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't hate children. Don't <laughs> cancel me, please. Thank you. Continue on. Sharing. And it's totally valid. It is totally valid. There's plenty of people who really don't like pregnancy storylines, which is totally valid. Um, I don't care. I'm, I'm fine with them. It just like threw me off. But I will say I really enjoyed how it's been handled in this book because it is a lot about how it was adoption and they're not his parents anymore. Like his adoptive parents are his parents and like all of that stuff. And I think it's really well done. Um, and like them dealing with guilt and all that stuff. So that's, I think that was actually really well done. And I was, I've been enjoying it. Um, reading the epilogue right now. So almost done. Um, before that, I had just finished Heartless King and Fearless King, which are the last two books in a hockey romance series called Rain, uh, Kings of Rinhouse by Maya Hughes. I love Maya Hughes's um, Fulton Hughes series, and I didn't realize that they were making cameos in this series, so that was really fun to see. Um, it's a hockey romance story. I mean, it's pretty melodramatic, which is really not my kind of thing, so I've been kind of in like, eh, but they had a lot of good moments in it, a lot of found family stuff, because like all of the friends are good friends with each other, and like all that stuff, so I've enjoyed it. Um, and Heartless King actually has, um, their two main characters both have like trauma and then like they're bonding over their trauma, which is like my thing and I love it. So that's been fun. Then I finally had finished Devney Perry's Runaway Road. Um, that one I had been reading for like over a month and I finally finished it, which was great. Um, it was actually, it was a decent book. Um, yeah, not much too much to say about that one. Other, she decides to leave her, divorce her husband and then go on a road trip and accept that she gets a flat tire and then gets stranded in his small town. A lot of small town romances this week. Um, yeah, that was fun. I'm actually more excited for the, oh, so you have, you guys have, I'm sure heard and maybe have read Boxcar Children, right? I've I have read it. the Boxcar Children. So apparently she was, the author was inspired by that because what happens is she has like these six characters who all grew up in like an abandoned uh, junkyard. And so, like, it's all of these four, these six characters and, like, their stories, they're all, like, got scattered, but now they're, like, you know, talking to each other and, like, read things. But anyway, yeah, so that's kind of her inspiration for where she came up with some of these characters was, like, through that series. Wait, what is it called? The series? Yeah. Um, it's called Runaway. Um, it's by Devney Perry. i look it up and maybe <laughs> read it. I like, I like okay. the Boxcar Children. It's also good because it's about, like, there's found family and stuff, so there's a lot of talking about, like, their time when they were, like, because they all ran away from home cause for whatever their family, for whatever their families were going on or whatever reasons, and then they kind of, like, were living in cars and sleeping together, like, sleeping in their cars together, um, and then, but now they, like, scattered in different places, and two of them, like, so when we were introduced with them, London and Gemma, London's the main character of this book, they're best friends, and they were, like, both in Boston, and so she, le London leaves to, like, leave her husband and start afresh and go on a road trip to take the car to go meet another one and go, go like give the car back to one of the other guys. And so basically you get to, you get little like tidbits of all of the different kids. And so each of the books is going to be about one of them. Um, so I'm excited for the rest of that series. So Devney Perry does a really good job writing small town romances, by the way. And then the reason why I'm going backwards was because the first book I read this week was Wasted Words by Stacey Hart. And when I say I read it, it's actually a reread. And I think I mentioned this a while ago because when we were talking about Emma, because this book was inspired by Emma. and. Um, Speaking of Emma, <laughs> so, <laughs> so a while, I still have not read the book. She but, still hasn't read the book. Wait a minute. So you read all these Emma retellings. You're like specifically seeking out Emma retellings, but it you haven't read It makes me furious. Emma. I can't lie. It makes me furious. 
So I basically have decided I'm going to watch all the adaptations and all the retellings of Emma and then before actually reading the book of Emma. Because what happened this weekend was I finally watched Emma, the movie, the 2020 movie that just came out. And I absolutely loved it. It was so good. Um, it made me so happy. This was actually after, of course, I uh, watched um, Little Women by um, uh, the movie as well, which I also I really enjoyed. Um, so and we should talk about that in a second as well. But before yeah. we, oh, we should. finish my Emma, let's talk about Emma first. So... I, after watching the Emma movie, I was like, oh my God, I love Emma. Let me do more. Let me watch more Emma stuff. So then I watched Emma Approved. Also love that. That was also really well, really well done. Um, and Emma and Alex and that made me so happy. And I really enjoy modern retellings of things. I don't know why. I just enjoy modern retellings. Kind of going back to what we were talking about last week. Um, so then I was like, okay. So I had read this Emma retelling, Wasted Words by Stacey Hart, like a while ago. And I remember I, did, I was like, okay with it. Like I really liked it, but then I didn't like the ending. I was like, hmm, maybe if I reread it, I would think differently about it. No. No, no, no. I was right. <laughs> I read it again. I really liked it. Okay. So they're, they're basically their roommates, their best friends. Um, she's a meddler. And, and they were something. roommates. Wow. And they were roommates. And so she's like a meddler. She tries to hook up her friends, you know, like typical Emma stuff. And he's like, you shouldn't do that. All that fun stuff. Um, there's a cart and there's a character named Martin. Um, one of his, his, uh, he has, like, a jerk friend named Kyle Churchill. Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, tidbits and stuff thrown in there. Um, the problem I had is they get together, like, actual, as an actual couple, like, within the first, like, 40% of the book, which I really did not enjoy because, of course, they're still having some of the miscommunication issues and stuff that a normal Emma Knightley story would have. But the problem is, is that they were together. So it made their relationship feel worse. And, like, mm. there's a lot about... Emma having insecurities and stuff like that, which is fine. And like, I'm okay with Emma having, cause that's, that's part of her character is that she's very, like she's putting out this front of being very confident, but really she has like some insecurities about stuff and like believing, Oh, everybody has their shelf and everybody has their place kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't work for me. And then towards the end when she's finally ready to talk and be like, okay, this is why I'm having all these issues. And this is why we should be ready to move on. He doesn't want to listen to her. And he's basically like, no, that means you don't trust me. You, I'm leaving. And then he leaves. And I'm like, what? And no one ever calls him out on the fact that he's being a jerk. I think that's my biggest issue. No one ever calls him out on the fact that he's being a jerk. I was very annoyed while I was reading this. And so I was um, video chatting my friend while I was reading this. And she was like, couldn't stop laughing because I was just so mad. Um, yeah. So it's a good, it's a decent book. I do really love Stacey Hart's writing in general. Like she has written a lot of books that I've enjoyed. But I think just this one and some of the choices in it just didn't didn't happen and it was also very disappointing because i had been on my emma kick and other than emma 2009 the series, i think i've watched all of the movies and mini well not the old ones but i've watched all the movies and i've watched emma approved and i watched clueless so just need to watch emma 2009 and then you know read emma Emma 2009 is the only one I've seen, other than Clueless and the 2021. I've so, only well, watched. You haven't watched basically the Gwyneth Pal- Palthor one is the only other one, and Emma Proof. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Is it good? Um, yeah, the Gwyneth Palthor okay. one. Okay, it was yeah. okay. Yeah, it was okay. Um, okay, but I'm ex- excited to finally watch 2009 once I find it, and then you know maybe one day I read the book. Maybe, maybe one day. I borrowed the 2009 one from my library, but I don't, that's not an option for people right now, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I have to figure out if that's an option. 
Um, but yeah, so the reason why I had watched Emma 2020 finally was because I was in like this period drama mood because I had just finished watching Little Women, uh, which I want to talk about right now real quick because it was first a book. But what happened, what I was reading about it was I think the movie, both of you have seen the movie, correct? Yes. Yeah. Because I think what happened in the movie was they did a lot of like flash, like they changed, she messed around with the timeline a little bit and like the way it was introduced, which I think which is why, so I've never read the book, so a lot of my opinions were based straight off of the movie, but I hear they're very unpopular because that's not how it was presented in the book. So I just thought, I wonder if you guys had any thoughts on that. I, I read, like, I was just going to say, I read, like, a children's version of the book as a child. I think it was, like, a cut, like, one of those condensed versions they make for children. I don't really remember. I haven't read the book, though I have it, and I keep needing to read it, but I love the movie. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, like, mad about any of the chain. I mean, actually, honestly, I haven't read the book, so I can't even really say that. But, like, I feel like I won't be mad about it because it's, it's, like, the same content just presented mm-hmm. in a different way from what I've heard. So, I don't know. I'm excited to read the book, though, because I love the movie, and I just loved the way uh, – I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to like the book a lot. I just have to, like, actually get myself to read it because, um, as we've established, I'm scared of classics. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, my favorite part of the movie, though, was how there was two endings, actually. Yeah, yes, I like that, too. And I think that's a movie-only thing, not a book. It is, yep. Mm -hmm. Which makes me fearful that if I read the book, I might not actually like it. But do you guys know, like, why they did the double ending? Sorry to interrupt you again, Grace. I can No, tell us, tell us. (laughs) Okay, so I looked it up, actually, because I was curious. And it's because Louisa May Alcott, so, well, you remember how in the movie, Joe wanted to write her heroine ending up alone and not with a man. Yeah, so right. apparently Louisa May Alcott, I don't know if she like wanted to do this, but she was told by her publisher up front that she could not uh, have her main character end up not with a man. So that's why Joe ended up with the tutor because Louisa mm-hmm. May Alcott wanted to do that. So Greta Gerwig, the director of the movie, wanted to kind of like give Louisa May Alcott the ending she might have wanted. Like there's no evidence that like she... Hmm. wasn't going to have Joe end up with the tutor, but like she there was like talk of her of her publisher just straight up being like, you need to have like all your female characters like married off by the end or no one will read this book. So it's like hmm. kind of the same thing that happened to Joe in the book. So that's why they did the double ending. I like that. Yeah. I I like thought that too. It, so it was kind of like an homage to the author. Yeah, that's cool. And then it was still ambiguous. So, like, if that's not what she intended at all, then you can imagine it in another way. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it yeah, made I my saw... romantic happy, and it made my inner romantic happy, and it made my independent woman happy. So. so, I read, I listened to the book on audiobook earlier this year, and then I went and saw the movie when it was still in theaters with my friend who, like, loved the book as a kid and, like, grew up with it. And we had very different opinions. Because she thought she didn't really like the whole um, Amy and Lori. She didn't really like, Mm -hmm. like, there's no way that they were ever anything other than, like, a rebound. And I would, like, maybe agree with that from the book. But I really Mm. liked them in the movie. And I was not prepared to like them. I did, Nor was I prepared Mm -hmm. to to like Amy. Because she's kind of annoying. But I liked them both. Amy's oh, my oh, favorite hot chick. Yeah. Um, well, from the movie, yeah, she's definitely yeah, my favorite. Yeah, from the movie. But, like, yeah. I don't know, just, like, even reading, I've, like I said, I haven't read the book, but, like, after I saw the movie, I did, a, I read, like, all about it and stuff. And, like, I don't know, I think Amy's, like, interesting, and she's kind of, like, the one that everyone chooses to dump on and shit on and stuff. 
So I don't know. I just tend to like, I don't know. I like her. But I also love Florence Pugh. So maybe that had something to do with it. But <laughs> yeah. um, either way, she's great. Yeah. So that was me. I started the week by watching Little Woman and then watching Emma and then reading a bunch of Emma stuff. So just absorbing Emma content. What about you, Sarah? Yes. We have to talk about what you've been reading. Oh, that's right. Uh, not as exciting. Um, I only read one book, but uh, it was good. I finished it like an hour ago. It's called Foul is Fair. Oh my God. I did not remember the name of the author. It's called Foul is Fair. It came out a couple months ago. Um, and uh, it's by Hannah Capen. Um, it is a young adult book about um, a girl in high school who something bad happens to her and she seeks out revenge on the people who did it to her. Um, it was really good. Uh, the writing style is kind of odd and it threw me off at first. I wasn't really vibing with it, but as the book went on, it really grew on me. And I think it was a really cool way of telling the story. Um, definitely if you look into it and it sounds interesting to you, look up trigger warnings first before you go into it. Cause it does deal with a lot of heavy topics and there is some violence in it. But, um, I thought it was really good. I think I'm going to give it like four stars. Um, yeah, that was, that's the only thing I read. And like I said, I just finished it, but, uh, yeah. So do we want to get into our main discussion? Uh, well, first about, uh, we'll start with Twilight. Uh, so this past week, the announcement on Stephanie Meyer's website went up that she would finally be publishing Midnight Sun, which she's been talking about publishing for like 10 years now, I think it is. 2008, according to Goodreads, is when the unpublished okay. draft was leaked. So fun fact. Okay, so 12 years. Oh. 12 years. Yeah. Um, so it's basically, for those of you who don't know, it's basically Twilight from Edward's point of view. Um, so yeah, that news dropped this week. Of course, everyone is reeling about it. Some people are very excited. Some people are not so excited. Um, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I didn't grow up reading Twilight. I didn't like have anything to do with Twilight really. I just kind of like thought I was too cool for it in middle school and like didn't really think about it since until this past August. Um, I just needed some like light, like audiobooks to listen to. And I was like, oh, I never really read Twilight and they're all available from the library. So I'm just gonna go through them. And I listened to them all in like a couple weeks at work and like, Honestly, like, the, I'm not saying it's good, but I had a good time reading them. I think they're really funny as an adult. I think they're hilarious. Um, and, I mean, I'm excited to listen to the new, read the new one, because I think it'll be even more funny from Edward's point of view. Uh, what about you guys? I want to hear your thoughts on the, the new book. I don't ahead, have Grace. that many thoughts. Basically, mm -hmm. so I started reading those books when I was 11 which I've also talked about in the podcast which was when the mm -hmm. um which was when the movie was coming out so yes. I was really into them even though I was like going through that phase where things that were popular were not cool apparently I just ignored that for Twilight because <laughs> I really liked Twilight I had a good time reading them like Sarah said and then I went through a phase where I was like Twilight is bad actually <laughs> and that lasted <laughs> a little while and now I just don't think about Twilight. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah, absolutely that's my, valid. That's my journey. Yeah, that's my journey. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I also read Twilight probably right before the first movie came out. Um, I read all four. I think it was right like right when Breaking Dawn was also being published. Um, so I read all of them at, like pretty quickly. 
Um, I enjoyed them. I wasn't like, <laughs> to make this comparison, I think I felt the same way about the Twilight series as I, do, I did at, at the time about the Hunger Games. My opinions for both of them is kind of like, they, when I read them, I was like, this is a good series. I, I had a good time reading them. <laughs> the hindsight of my the hindsight of my uh, reaction to them have it differed very widely. Uh, with Twilight, it was kind of like I I was really into them. Um, we we had a discussion when the when this announcement was posted about um, what our preferences were about you know because it's Twilight so you gotta we gotta discuss Team Jacob versus Team Edward. Um, I'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus here. But one of us. I'm gonna throw both of you. With the- <laughs> I'm gonna throw both of you under the bus. I am on this podcast with two Team Jacob motherfuckers, and okay. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> to clarify, right? There is clear. There needs to be clarification. Here. I I felt that if Bella had ended up with Jacob, it would not have been authentic, and that Edward was the more likely choice for her. However, if I were Bella, or if I were writing the series, or if I were just like which one of these do I like better it was Jacob that's fair I mean I think I I mean obviously I listened to these as a 22 year old so I wasn't like oh my god if she doesn't choose Edward I'm gonna freak (laughs) out but like I just it just kind of made more sense like you were saying it made more sense for her to end up with Edward so that's how like why is anyone seeing Jacob but like I understand as a teenager like reading it when you're when you're like invested and you're like yes so and why like people would choose Jacob, but she I don't know I just always felt like she was just like meh about Jacob, you know. So that's why I was like, yeah, Edward just makes more sense. Also, he's a vampire, and vampires are cooler than werewolves. I I kind of like werewolves. Mm, See, here's the yeah. thing. Ew, here's the thing. What? <laughs> here's the Ew. thing. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I feel like, and I don't remember correctly, but I feel like they were always obviously werewolves are dogs but i feel like they were also like maybe comparing vampires to cats i don't know maybe i just did that in my head but i'm like obviously dogs hmm. so that's, that's probably where hmm. why i prefer hmm. werewolves in general but also now that i'm thinking about it i don't think i cared about the romance aspect that much like i was like yeah this is there i don't know what i cared about instead <laughs> what else is in twilight yeah i don't, I don't know, know. You can i care think about. i liked the lore I also Honestly, really enjoyed, I was just gonna like, say, the high yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I did, after I said, I was like, wait, I think I do enjoy the lore of, like, the vampires, and I liked learning about each member of Edward's family's story and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Rosalie's story was cool, Jasper's story was cool. I um, loved Jasper's story, just, yeah. Yeah, and just, his story. and, like, Edward's and, uh, Dr. Colin, um, it was, yeah, I don't know, I just like learning about their backstories and everything, that was probably, like, like I said, I read these as an adult, but maybe if I read them when I was younger, I would have been, like, interested in the other things. But, like, um, listening to them now was probably the most interesting part for me. Just yeah. talking about yeah. the backstories and the lore. Yeah. So, like, when I say I was Team Jacob, like Grace said, I was not, like, actually, like, I the whole time you're like, okay, yeah, she's going to pick Edward. She's not, like, not going to end up with Edward. But you're like, okay, I think I would prefer Jacob more. But what's really funny is in hindsight, after a couple years, I was like, this is actually terrible. Um, they're both terrible. Um, well, yeah. There's okay. a lot of race, there's a lot of racism um, with the, and how like it was marketed for like the werewolves and, st- and that the tribe whose name I can't pronounce, unfortunately. Um, all of that stuff really, really bugged me. Um, I, 
honestly, after I got older and obviously learned more about it. Um, and actually, and again, and I'm, I'm, I hate to, and I brought this up on our very first episode, but he fell in love with a baby. Like, <laughs> I can't get over that. So mm-hmm. for those reasons, I mean, obviously at the time when I was younger and like didn't know better, it was fine. It was whatever. But in hindsight and just like thinking about it, it was just a very, I like really, yeah. So I don't think I could ever reread the series, which is also one of the reasons why going back to Midnight Sun, I don't think I could actually ever give Stephanie Meyer money and read Midnight Sun <laughs> or even just put myself through it to read Midnight okay. Sun. Because it's cost $30 and like, I don't think oh anyone's going to pay that. That's what I'm not going to pay that. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not even going to pay that. Right. But I don't even want to put myself through the time of reading that again, because it's really just the same story in a different perspective. So I'm like, what, why even bother? And like, again, there are, are part, I understand why, like, it's my resonate for like people's childhood who like read it when they were younger and all of that. And like, I can't believe really, that's really valid. I just can't with like some of this, some of the, some of the content. It's not good in hindsight. Yeah. When you're an older person reading them. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say one little comment. <laughs> I yeah, think I Twilight one is one of those things. There are some things where, like, you don't want to revisit them because you're worried that your your pit your like memory of it won't be as good and you won't like mm-hmm. it as much. Twilight is not one of those things for me because I know it's not going to be good and I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I went into these books. Like I said, I read them as an adult after the hype was over, so, and like people had already brought up like the many issues of them. So I went into Twilight knowing these things. So I kind of like noticed them as I read them. And that's why I'm not like a huge Twilight fan. Like I, you know, they're like funny to me or whatever, but I'm not like, I don't know, because I I didn't go into them with like a clear head, I guess. Like I went in knowing that both Edward and Jacob are really like, no, no, no one reads those books and is like, ah, yes, those are good, healthy examples of relationships (laughs) or like, you know, doesn't, or I don't know. And like, I went in knowing about the racism and stuff and going in knowing that it's very evident in the text, seeing all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think for me, it's not even like a nostalgia thing. I'm going to read it because like I said, I think it'll be even funnier from Edward's perspective and even more ridiculous. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I read every book that's popular. Let's be real here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Well, to, to Stephanie Meyer's credit, and this is like Mm -hmm. probably the one thing I'll give to her credit. So the entire book, the entire series, of course, is a bunch of like Mormon propaganda, right? Oh, Um, I didn't even get into that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the part that I think is really funny is obviously Twilight spawned like a whole genre of, of YA books after this, like based off of this idea and it's really funny because when you look at Edward, you're like, oh, it's the brooding bad boy. No, he's just a Mormon with khakis who can't sleep with a girl because it's against his religion. Literally, yeah. <laughs> he's really like I a would, Mormon boy. I that's would like, like the, to reread to figure out the Mormon stuff because I don't think I ever. Yeah, I mean, I went, like, I, I went into it like knowing about the Mormon stuff. And it's so obvious when you think about it. Like you said, yeah. Edward, he's just, he just wears khakis and he, he's warring with the sin of, of like being horny yep. or whatever. Like, um, is so that what Mormons think, do? Is that their thing? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> if you're listening and you're Mormon, I'm so sorry. I just think the way that it was portrayed in this text is really funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But. Yeah, do we have any more thoughts on Twilight or Midnight Sun? 
nope, nope, nope. Probably won't read it. <laughs> I might read it. I might not. There we go. I'm going to read it, but I'm not going to pay for it because who has $30 <laughs> to spend on that? <laughs> not, not me. Not in this Don't economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> all right. So moving on to the main event, which we all really care about more. The Hunger Games has a prequel coming out next week, right? And oh my next God. week, the week after. Yeah, two, two weeks, maybe something weeks. like soon. It's coming soon. <laughs> And um, I'm excited, cautiously excited, um, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I'm also cautiously excited. Like, mm -hmm. I like Suzanne. I think she's my friend. Yes. I trust her. Yes. But I'm still scared. But can we really <laughs> trust anyone? No. Yeah. Even Suzanne. I, Suzanne. you know, she really like wrote those books. She like gave them to us and then she left and I'm happy for her because I don't want her to turn into a JK Rowling. Um, but, uh, and I really, like I said, we talked about this before, but I reread the Hunger Games recently and I liked it just as much, if not more than I did Same. when I was younger. I think they really hold up and I think Suzanne's writing really holds up, but man, when I heard it was about President Snow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I started, me and my friend were talking about this the other day, and we were talking about, like, who else could it have been about? Because a lot of the ideas that people have been throwing out on Twitter are people that we all know. There's, like, Finnick we know. Mm -hmm. Hamish we know. Yeah, Joanna could be interesting because we know how she won her games, but we don't really know like how she ended up losing everyone that she in that she knew. We just know that she lost them, so that could be an interesting story. But tragically, we're not getting that. I think Coin could have been interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But, um. Well, no, I just think that's interesting. I mean, I think for me, it's I'm just I, I think I think what for me when the Hunger Games came out. It was what, like 2012? That was like the hype of Hunger Games, right? When the movies were mm -hmm. trying to come out and all of that. So that's about the time when I Good read time. it. Yeah. I, so I read all the books, but I think for me, it was just like, it was still so close to Harry Potter for me, which was much more, more formative, as it were, for my childhood, that I kind of was like, this is great, but I don't care as much. So when I think back to, so when she, so when Collins announced she was releasing a prequel, I was obviously curious, but I was like, okay, this is cool. I probably won't read it. And so same as Twilight, pretty much. Which is my point is like Twilight and Hunger Games are kind of like very similar to me. And I understand that objectively one is way better than the other. Like I will, I will, no way will disagree that the Hunger Games is like objectively way better. But in terms of my feelings, I'm just kind of like, it's fine. It's I mean, great. that makes sense because there have been a lot of, a lot of YA authors who wrote books from like between like 2009 and 2013 that have released um, like prequels, sequels, spinoffs in the last mm -hmm. like three years. And I didn't care about any of them. Like, I can't think of a single one that I, and some of these series I loved back in the day, but now I'm just like, that's cool. I'm probably not going to read it. Kind of like you. So I get it. Like when you haven't read a series in a while or you read it a long time ago, like you kind of just like, I don't know. 
it just, I don't know, for me, yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me, it's like the interest kind of just fades away. And like, some of them I'm happy with where it ended. Like I still, one of them that I still love is the Raven cycle, but I'm happy with where it ended. I don't know, like we've kind of talked about this before. I don't know if I'm going to read Call Dawn the Hawk, but that's besides the point. But yeah, I, I get where you're, where, where you're coming from though with that. Yeah, I think my and my approach is probably going to be to let you two to read it and then just tell me how it goes. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the Hunger Games is the one that I am like genuinely excited for because um, the Hunger Games for me has like stood the test of time and was like has it's continued to be like one of my favorite series to this day. Whereas a lot of the others have kind of like fallen off the radar for me. Um, I don't know if that's a testament just to like my attachment to the books or the books themselves, but. Um, that's this is this one for me I was like actually excited for when she announced it but I do like get where you're saying because it is hard to like maintain interest in something over all these years so that's why it's interesting that all of these series are coming out with new books now when the target audience has aged out of the age group yeah right I do think I wonder so my homework this week was supposed to be to watch the movies finally um I did not do that and instead you know watched Little Women and Emma um (laughs) So I do wonder, though, if I get a chance to watch all the movies before the book comes out, if I would be more interested, and maybe then I would actually read it. So maybe the movies maybe are really movies. they're they yeah. are pretty. The movies pretty are good. really good. Yeah, I right. really like the movies. Um, maybe so. Maybe you'll get excited. Maybe um, maybe it's like a reminder of why I liked because I did like the books. I just was like, it's fine. These are good books. Yay! It's funny that you compared it to Harry Potter because. When the last Hunger Games movie was coming out, I was really upset and sad because I was going to miss the Hunger Games. And my friend was like, I don't know why you're getting so upset about this. It's not like it's Harry Potter. And I was like, Chantel, this is Harry Potter for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because I think for me, the, Harry, the last Harry Potter movie came out my senior year of high school. Just aged myself there. So, like, that was, like... That I wasn't was even my... in high school yet. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, so, I think that for me was, like... So, it was basically, like, the end of childhood and graduation. Like, all happening at the same time. So, like, when I was in college, it was like, yeah, The Hunger Games is great. Everyone was talking about it. I'm like, this is great, but I just didn't care as much. I mean, I didn't I, – I grew up with Harry Potter and everything, but I didn't love the movies. Um, so I was, like, sad when the last movie came out, but I wasn't, like – I don't know. I wasn't really sad when the last Hunger Games movie came out either, but that's just because I don't, I don't know why. But, yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting comparison. Yeah, I know. I think it was because it was graduation and mm. at the same time – also, that's also the year Toy Story 3 came out. Um, so it was an emotional oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> that is a sad movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better. I'm glad to have graduated then and not, you know, 2020. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> not that. Well, uh, another thought I had on this book was uh, back to what you were saying, Grace, about how uh, what else could it have been about. Um, you're kind of right, especially because if she wanted to write a prequel I think the issue with any kind of prequel is that the stakes are really low for the most yeah. part because you know how it's going to end. Um, the Star Wars prequels, uh, I mean, they weren't like great, but they did a good job of like really like taking that story and developing it into three movies. So, I mean, that's kind of a different story, but like a, another example from the Star Wars universe is Rogue One. I wasn't really invested in that because I feel like we all knew how that was going to end. Oh, um, I disagree. No Rogue One was great. I have never been uh, invested in a Star yeah. Wars movie. I mean, okay, no I wasn't. In, Grace. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, I'm not really that invested in Star Wars either. But like, I liked. 
I, I mean, whatever. This isn't about Star Wars. Anyway, um, <laughs> just any kind of prequel, I just, I, I've never really gotten invested in just because I feel like yes. it, by nature of a prequel, the stakes are incredibly low. You know how it's going to end. So you have to take something that you don't know as much about to still make it interesting for the readers. So I think she chose President Snow because we don't really know anything about his backstory. We don't know much about the Capitol except that they're terrible. We don't really know, like, I don't know. And it's kind of like lame to be like, oh, let's take like the rich people whose lives we don't know more about. But that's really the only part of the Hunger Games universe that we had that hasn't like been uh, at least addressed as much in the books. So I think she needed to choose something that like was really we didn't know about. And that would, I guess, interest readers more than something like Johanna or Finnick, who we already knew a little bit about their backstory. And although they're beloved characters and like if she came out with a prequel about them, I would totally read it, even though I knew it. Yeah, everything. yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. But I think she wanted to choose something that was like kind of out there to make people curious about it, um, just by the nature of what a prequel is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think one way to make it more interesting and kind of thinking about your Star Wars example there too, is we know President Snow is like going to be the villain. And I do mm -hmm. find that villain origin stories are very interesting as long as you're not redeeming the villain, right? Right. And yeah. you're like basically a Breaking Bad where you're showing, oh, this good person, how do they become bad? And I yeah. think that could be interesting. So that's kind of my issue though with this prequel is that that's not what this is. It's just this is the person before he became evil being the hero in his own story. And I'm like, I don't really want a redemption that's of a villain. I don't know if that's what it's going to be. That's what they're marketing it as. But that's, that's how they mark in every villain story. They say that you're going to root for them. They say that they're the hero because, yeah, they are the hero in their story. But that doesn't mean you don't still see that they're, like, horrible and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm that could you, you could be right. And maybe that's how it is going to be. But I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt um, and hope that it's just the marketing to try to, like, get people in with, like, oh, like, come see the bad guy or whatever. Become good or something. I don't, I don't freaking know. Yeah. yeah. My friend was saying that she thought it should be, like, him being, like, they paint him as a revolutionary because he's, like, the ca the games need to change. But really, he just thinks he's, like, above it all. And mm -hmm. so, yeah. Hmm. That would be interesting, probably. That would be interesting. Or even just, like, I don't know, if he starts off as a hero and then we see his decline and it's, like, clear mm -hmm. that he is a villain and everything. The Breaking um, Bad. Yeah, I've never seen Breaking Bad, but sure. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither, but that's what if it's you, about. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, what other what other Hunger Games thoughts do you guys have? Um, I hope that this is good because they are already making a movie about it. That's right. Yeah, Lions they are already. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and Very Francis Lawrence it. is directing it, like he did yep. with the other with three of them, not all. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i'm hoping it's good and i'll want to see the movie and i'll be hype yeah um, that would be nice it would be i would really like love to relive that time and if this is the closest i can get then so be it so maybe i should too. just be all right with it yeah that's what i'm trying to do like i don't want to I don't know. I'm trying not to be like negative about it. That's why I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt about the whole villain thing. Cause like I said, when mm -hmm. I heard it was about president snow, I was like, Oh God, but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to still be excited for it because 
you know, I had a really good time with the Hunger Games. I still love it. So I don't yeah. know. I'm really hoping Suzanne comes through for us. I know. <laughs> so um, in a few weeks, when the new book comes out, we when A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes comes out, so that's the, the title of the, the prequel. We forgot to mention that. Um, it's not a good <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a good title. But when it comes out, we're going to be doing an episode discussing it and our thoughts on it. So uh, stay tuned for that in early June. Um, in the meantime, our Twitter poll results came in for our May group read, and it is Normal People by Sally Rooney. So if you want to read along with us there, be sure to get yourself a copy of that. And uh, you can uh, send us your thoughts on social media, or if you're posting your thoughts, use the hashtag BookHoseReadAlong. Oh, yes. well, on that note, because about Normal People. So the show on Hulu just was also just released Ooh. last week. So my plan is to read the book a little bit early, and then I also want to watch all 12 episodes. So if – because I know, Sarah, you've watched the show as well, right? Part of it. I haven't finished Part it, of it yet, but yes. Well, you think – so hopefully we might have a little bit of discussion about the TV show as well. So if you want to catch up on the show before we record, you can also do that. Yes, that's a good point. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram handle is at Pod, And our Twitter is at thebookhost. And we really appreciate all of the people who have subscribed and left us reviews and ratings. Please continue to do so and to spread the word with all your friends. Yeah. And when you read Normal People, if you want to send us a review, you can send it to us at any of those places or at bookhostsquadpod at gmail.com if you have something longer. And we'll read it on the review, on the discussion episode. And we've and also that, been titling our episodes based off of those subject lines. So we have throw us a good yes. subject line and maybe your review could be the title of the episode. Exactly. And the episode uh, with the book co read along will air on Monday the 25th. Just a reminder for anyone who's anticipating it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.